Greetings. Welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. Before we begin today, a couple of notes of very exciting events coming in February. The first is on Wednesday, February 13th at 7.30 in the main church. We will be hosting a St. Luke's production play of Faustina. Faustina, a messenger of divine mercy. And it's a one-woman play with a very famous actress, Jennifer Pagano, who has brought to life the story of St. Faustina and that apparition of the divine mercy that our Lord showed to her. And it's a wonderful um, kind of not only a history in a sense telling the story, but of contemporizing it uh, with our own struggle and the issues that face our culture and how God's mercy, Christ's mercy, and that theme that has come down to us in that prayer, Lord Jesus, I trust in you, can be active in all of our lives. So it's a free admission, and normally uh, a production like this uh, costs uh, money. I, in fact, I saw another church that was uh, charging $25, $30 to get in, but we're doing it uh, free will offering, so do come. We want to fill the church uh, for this wonderful message of divine mercy. So that's the 13th Wednesday at 7.30 in the church. Uh, The next week on Thursday, February 21st, Friends in Christ is hosting Father Brian Milady once again. Uh, Father Brian is a wonderful uh, preacher, author, columnist, retreat master. He's been a professor uh, for uh, seminarians and has hosted at least a dozen uh, shows on EWTN. He'll be coming to talk about spiritual warfare. The title of his talk is The Battle Within, Spiritual Warfare. And the theme he's coming at is uh, often we think of spiritual warfare as something that the devil's tempting us from the outside. And uh, these days, his, his general theme will be about how spiritual warfare really takes place in our own minds and hearts and what both causes that sense of unease or disease and what is the cure? What are those remedies uh, for being able to struggle and to be able to be victorious, to unleash the greatness of God's grace in our own life? So that's Thursday, February 21st, 7 o'clock down in our parish hall. So two wonderful events for us as we uh, come closer to the Lenten season and uh, here in ordinary time uh, connect with the greatness uh, of God in our own lives. Today, uh, Father Isaiah and I spend some time kind of looking at the Dominican life and the recent uh, provincial chapter that I just returned from. Uh, For Dominicans, this is a very special time when we gather to ask ourselves uh, who ought to be superiors, how we ought to uh, have efficiency of of running things, and where our preaching mission is calling us. And so I've just returned back uh, from this uh, provincial chapter. And so Father Isaiah, who himself has never been to a chapter, said, hey, I got a lot of questions for you about about the chapter. And I said, hey, let's do it on a podcast. So so we sit down together. He uh, asked me all of his burning questions. Uh, we do get into a little bit of the, the weeds, if you will, uh, on how uh, Dominican governance and economics work. But I hope you find it uh, fascinating to kind of look behind the scenes at our life and how, like in any family life, there's a certain organizational and, and spiritual aspect to that. So whether you're on the go or taking it slow, Many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Greetings and welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly. I'm Father Isaiah. Look what? Look here. Um, we have Father Michael in front of us. 
I'm back. Man, we have a pastor. It's awesome. <laughs> Welcome home, sir. <laughs> it's good to be back. If, if uh, Certainly as podcasts, we've uh, kept them uh, running uh, in the in interim time that I've, I've been away with uh, different various things that yes. have, we've recorded. Yeah, it's amazing that you could do all those, all those, uh, those podcasts live exactly. during uh, your time away. That's right. So. <laughs> the power of pre-recording. But now, 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 now I'm back, so I thought it would, might be interesting um, – just talk about it was interesting. I, re- I wrote a letter to the parish exactly. about uh, going to the chapter, which is for Dominicans one of the essential ways in which we organize our life and govern our life. And so I par- just participated in a chapter. So it's all like fresh in my mind. It's, yeah. it's it was it's certainly an exciting <laughs> moment. And so you, yeah, you had a good idea. Say, so, hey, why don't we wait for the podcast? Yeah, we'll why don't we just to... talk about what is a Dominican chapter? Yeah, and what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? And yeah. what's 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 the deal there? It's interesting. You if you look even amongst Dominicans, it's not exactly the most exciting subject, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's the most um, for the novices. For example, yeah. you take an entire year course on the constitutions of the order, which includes a very a large portion of that class is describing what's happened at the provincial elective chapter. That's right. right. So yeah, and if if you if right now if you're <laughs> joining us and you're like, what are they talking, talking about? about? <laughs> well, maybe we just take a step back and and kind of set the stage uh, for uh, what uh, a ch- provincial chapter and just for Dominicans what that life exactly looks right. like. It, it starts really with you could just go kind of at the bird's eye view, kind of the eagle mm-hmm. eye view, yeah. when religious life develops in the early church, right. it develops because Christianity becomes legal in the 300s, so right, 325. Exactly. And what happens, though, is sec- secular society is very secular, and people say, well, if you no longer can be martyred for Christ, how could you possibly mm-hmm. live like Christ without dying? What if it's right. in fashion to be a Christian even though it's also in fashion to, you know, spends lots exactly. of money and, mm-hmm. and kind of live a, a life that wouldn't necessarily be consonant with Christ, uh, Christian values. And so there was this movement to go out in the desert in Egypt exactly, and yeah. out to various regions in Rome. And so you have like St. Benedict. Exactly. You've got the uh, Church Desert Fathers uh, yeah, in the East. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony, Athanasius. So what begins to happen is you have these men and women which write these um, spiritual rules of life. Yeah, exactly. And organize either to be kind of hermits or uh, cenobitic life, which just simply means community life. Exactly. And then the question becomes, when you're gathering both men and women's groups and to have different rules, how do you organize yourself? Yeah. How and do you it, live together? Exactly. What does it look like to have, it's almost like the family, <laughs> the rules of the family exactly, for, yeah. for, for different religious life. So the Benedictines have a certain way right. of of organizing life. Um, and for us as Dominicans, in 1200, when St. Dominic began to organize uh, the Dominican preachers, uh, both uh, certainly the, the women first, the nuns, uh-huh. but then the men, he had a very uh, almost radical, it might be yeah, not really. be too strong a word, idea to combine religious life in the context of active pastoral ministry. Right. And the sign of that for us as Dominicans is our order is perhaps familiarly known as the Dominicans. Right. But formally, we are known as the order of preachers. Exactly, yeah. And so after our names, you see Father Isaiah Mary Molana. O-P. Yeah. There's no, Mm -hmm. it's not Dom. Yeah. (laughs) D-O-M. Right? It's it's O-P, and that stands for order of preachers. We're the only order that I'm aware that is named for what we do. Yeah. We are named after our mission. 
were named from the mission, and the mission is really what sets the table. And so the idea was, could you take that mission-driven purpose (laughs) and combine it with an intentional, communal, lived family rule experience? Mm -hmm. And that had never been done in the church, and frankly, it really hasn't been done formally in mm-hmm. the same way since. Yeah, and true. in fact, maybe not to get too much in the historical weeds, but it was actually um, after St. Dominic's time, well, even through his own lifetime, experienced resistance. But Dominicans, especially the, the mendicancy part in terms of the communal mm-hmm. living and, and, and poverty, was thought to be heretical. Right, yeah. The, the secular priests basically took us to court, papal court, to dissolve us. <laughs> they, yeah. they said basically mm-hmm. it was an incompatible lifestyle that we were living. You either had to be mission focused and they're part of the secular priests yeah. or you had to be religious and stay in your monastery and do mm-hmm. your thing. You couldn't combine both. Yeah. And so what, what St. Um, one of St. Dominic's genius moments was to say if there's going to be community life lived, it can't be like a monastery where you have an abbot Right. And then a top-down system. Right. Because then the life takes a kind of precedent, mm-hmm. right, that the mission wouldn't necessarily have. Exactly. The mission mm-hmm. has to be driving driving the car, <laughs> driving the boat, right, so right. to speak. And therefore, the community has to be um, fraternal and flexible enough to always be at the service of the mission. So what did he say? He said, let's use what we would familiarly today known be known as democracy. So all of our... More specifically, representative democracy. Exactly, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So we elect those who are superiors. Then there are term limits. They go out of office, and then we elect new ones. And This should sound familiar. It should sound familiar. In fact, it's interesting. I always like to give the little historical um, interest that the founding fathers were steeped in some of the literature from England. And of course there was revolution in the, at, the, at the time, you know, we had the French revolution and they to compare the French revolution and the American revolution, very different tendencies. And it's interesting that the founding fathers who were not Catholic, <laughs> in fact, found in the religious life of the Dominicans, a, a more of a sympathetic way to govern than they did in the kind of monarchical mm-hmm. um, kind of top down, uh, way of hierarchy that yeah. was there. And Dominicans don't have that sense of hierarchy within our community yeah. in terms of how we govern. So it's a very, you know, what is it, 1700s and Dominicans are what, 1200s? Yeah, exactly. So, so. more than 500 years That's before a experience. the great <laughs> experiment of democracy right, in the exactly. West, <laughs> you've got St. Dominic, literally a man ahead of his time on what governance might look like for a religious life. So so anyway, yeah. the, the, and the way we do that is, is called a chapter. Yeah. Chapter actually comes from uh, reading a chapter of, of the uh, of the rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just the place where you gather um, mm-hmm. and you would do it either every day or, or every week and the person who is the prior or the superior yeah. would the gather exact yeah. the head of the house would would read out a part of the rule. Mm-hmm. Or the Constitution to remind us this is how we should be living, and what happened is by extension that place where you gather the chapter room, mm-hmm. <laughs> the place where you hear about how to live life, became synonymous then with that moment when folks are elected from all the houses mm-hmm. in our different geographic area, known as a province, just like geographic regions of uh, Catholic locales are called dioceses. Mm-hmm. For religious life, we have provinces, and all in the Western province, the province of the Most Holy Name of Jesus, mm-hmm. elect 
there's either either prior either priors go or elected officials, and they gather together at St. Albert's, which yeah. is our uh, kind of mother house, if you will. Mm-hmm. They gather in a in a room, which is uh, just almost looks like a little bit of a lecture hall. <laughs> yeah, and there's what twenty. There were twenty of us that oh, were wow. that were there, okay. and we then began that process of how do we live the life? What mm-hmm. kinds of um, ways in which the mission is driving us? Who ought to be in charge? Who do we right. need to elect? And so this whole process of chapter comes from that sense that we're in contact with the, the living kind of rule of, of life. Yeah. So I mean, so when it comes to uh, electing our representatives to go to chapter, mm-hmm. um, it's part of the rule, of course, that all the priors, so all the elected leaders throughout the province um, need to go. That's part of their job description mm-hmm. to represent the priories. But but you're not a prior. You're simply a pastor. Exactly. I'm not a prior. So yeah. how did you end up going? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and it, to, to just step back and just to kind of uh, define some of those terms that, that, that we're familiar with as Dominicans, what you have every province, of course, like a diocese, mm-hmm. then has like, a, if you will, a bishop or a head, and he's known as the prior for the whole provincial. So he's known yeah. as the prior provincial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then every province is made up of priories that are houses mm-hmm. which have us are connected together but have a certain autonomy so think perhaps the easiest maybe analogy is where you have you know the united states right mm-hmm. so 50 different states united together and of course then there's the the federal government which then has a sense of governance over those but states have autonomy in yeah. many things to do their own so too the priories are like states mm-hmm. if you will they have their own you know particular workings for the geographic regions Mm -hmm. and they have a sense of governance by whoever is elected as the prior that is the head of that household um and so it's not an it's not an abbey it's a prior our our houses are called priories yeah um and if there's not in priories have to have a certain number of Mm -hmm. men solemn vows at least six and so not all of our places that we minister to especially in, in smaller campus ministries like yeah. Father Xavier's down in Menlo Park, for example. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a big enough house for a priory, so it's a house. Yeah. And But there are, we do have, uh, what, how many priories? We have five priories, mm-hmm. five yeah, priories five, yeah. right now. And so all those priories, if you're ahead of that priory, you go to the chapter. Mm-hmm. And then what you do, though, is if you have a big enough priory in the same way that a state might have a big population. Like so the, the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives, yeah. exactly. So yeah. so California has more reps than, yeah. say, Missouri, Missouri yeah. or, or, or Delaware or someone like that. So, too, St. Dominic's here has more uh, members than, say, Holy Family uh, or Holy, Rosh, Hol- yeah. Holy Rosary uh, in Portland is a, is a priory or Los Angeles at St. Dominic's in Los Angeles. And so not only do you, we have the prior go, but within our priory, we elect associates or yeah. a, a companion, another yes. delegate, mm-hmm. and so that's how I ended up going. So yeah. we we all met, and you're 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 to blame as well. Yes, this was <laughs> yeah. I, I walked through. You that, voted, so. although although yeah. although to be to be clear, we gathered together. Uh, we were gathered up in our recreation room, and there's discussion yeah. on who might be someone that we want to elect from our priory, mm-hmm. and then there's kind of not just who we want to elect, but the kinds of issues we want that person to exactly. bring to the chapter mm-hmm. and say, hey, we're here, we're at a parish, which is in the city, and we face all sorts of challenges that are that are both unique, but also global to the church at wide. How can we represent those 
uh, strengths and, and also those supports that we need as a yeah. parish and as a priory yeah. to the chapter and being in kind of communication and collaboration with one another. So uh, we and the, the all the uh, all those elections are secret. So we basically yeah. you get a little slip of paper, yeah, and you write I elect, <laughs> and then blank. So, so you have to write somebody's name. Then you wait, yeah. it's almost like and then you you fold them up, you put them in a. In a what do we a basket of some sort? Yeah, it was supposed to be a fedora. But was it a fedora? <laughs> I we get your fedora actually. <laughs> we got <yeah>. your fedora. <laughs> so it can be a little. <laughs> gosh, but but you you, yeah. you first you have to elect people who first and then you count the number of votes before yeah. you open it's them. All very deliberate. And, it, and if it's not the number of votes that there, it's just you wipe away. You do it again. The people that count the votes and actually note them take an oath of secrecy to never mm-hmm. reveal. How many votes uh, and who voted what, and you know if they could discern handwriting or things like that. So it's a yeah. secret vote, and then the and then you vote can vote uh, up to well, depending on the kind of vote you're doing, but but several times in order to always have to have a majority yeah, or a simple majority, a simple 50% majority, plus fifty fifty percent mm-hmm. plus one. So that's how I got elected here. We we gathered together. There were ten other uh, members. The prior himself, Father Justin, exactly. uh, goes because he's the prior, and I accompanied him as associates, and I was joined with. All the other priors uh, yeah. around um, in our province, along with elected delegates from our different houses. Yeah. So, all in all, there were tw- tw- twenty plus the um, outgoing provincial of course, made, made yeah. twenty-one. So. so, there were were there any uh, delegates that that Saint Dominic's the parish would actually know? Oh. Well, at the at the we Father Justin, who's of the course, who, who's yeah. the prior here, a former Dominican's uh, Father Xavier, yeah, Lovejetto, from yeah, uh, uh, exactly well beloved here as as pastor for many many years. He was the elected delegate from uh, our house in Menlo Park, yeah. which serves both Stanford and uh, Saint Raymond's. Uh, and our, our Dominican nuns there mm-hmm. as well. So he was their representative who was yeah. elected there. So he's someone that, that, that folks uh, would know. Going back a little bit farther, I don't know if folks may know uh, who the former provincial father, Mark yeah, Pedrez, course, yeah. because he's he's there. Or father Joseph Surgot, who was briefly mm-hmm. here as, as Socius. Uh, uh, and he was he here as prior back in 2002. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was prior here even before that. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was, he was elected uh, from... Uh, he, was, he, he was in Portland because he's the prior up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So he was elected prior, and by virtue of being prior, he was there yeah. uh, as well. I'm trying to think of other folks that uh, folks here at the parish uh, would know. Was Father Stephen Marie there? Father Stephen Marie was yeah, there. He okay. was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah. he was vicar here, and he's, he, yeah. he was elected um, uh, from St. Albert's. Or no, he yeah. was actually elected from the, from, uh, the alpha, what we yeah. call alphabet yeah. soup. So, yeah. so you have to have a certain percentage of people. In other words, there has to be... One representative uh, for every, I think it's every 10 guys or so, mm-hmm. or 15 guys. So basically, even after all of our houses, we or all of our geographic regions we elected, there had to be two kind of at-large bids. Yeah. We call it alphabet soup because mm-hmm. you literally just take the province alphabetically, divide it in half. And just <laughs> and you take one from each, depending <laughs> on what your last name, the first letter of your last name, you're either an A or B. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's two write-ins. And so he made it, he made it by virtue of the... The uh, at-large bid, if you will, and for, um, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but at the last chapter, yeah, um, you were brought to the chapter out of the alphabet soup. That's right, and then you were associates this. That's time. right, so yeah. So two chapters, in a yeah. Row. So you can't you can't go to successive chapters yeah. unless you do it under a different rubric or a different title. Yeah. So I was I was part of the at-large bid eight years ago and just to yeah. be clear chapters happen every four years yeah, exactly. and so next year i will not next next in the, term next, term, next, next four, four years yeah four years from now so in in 2013 uh 20 what would it be 2023 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, 2023. Yeah, 2023. In 2023, I cannot go as the socius of this priory. Yeah. So um, you're, you look I'm, so sad. I know. You, I mean, was that <laughs> just, a tear in your eyes when you? Exactly. Wow, wow. So, okay. but he's but, getting emotional about that. But if, for instance, <laughs> I was either prior or I was living in a different place, or yeah, I, I was at, it could be on the, the at large then. So, so um, for all practical purposes, probably my last chapter for a while, which yeah. is which is which is just fine. Yeah, it was just fine. With you. <laughs> Although it was a wonderful chapter, I have to say it was good. So here we have like about twenty men going to the elective chapter. I mean, and. Knowing for myself that I had to do it because of one of my own former positions within the province, that many of the uh, many reports and a lot of a lot of reports would basically have to be written um, to give the state of the union or the state of the province, rather. Like Father Anthony had to do a report on the uh, uh, novitiate, and the studentate had to do a report, and you know. Um, like the Rosary Center, St. Jude Shrine, they all had to make these reports. And um, so, uh, so how did, so, so in order to prepare for the chapter, you give me the impression that you had to read all these documents and how did you prepare for something so reasonably, you know, it was a lot of reading. Yeah. <laughs> what about like it? No, like there's a lot of, there, there, there was a definite a lot of preparation. Yeah. One of the things I didn't know about a chapter before I went, which is really a wonderful aspect is the chapter begins with a little retreat. Oh, great. Yeah. So before that we start, sense. before we start planning, we pray. <laughs> Good. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a gospel uh, directive that anytime Jesus makes big decisions, like before he calls the apostles or before he gives the, his wonderful sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, or uh, before even the, the, on the night before he gives his own yeah. life, they go out mm-hmm. and they, they always pray. So we gather and the first thing we do is we have mass called the mass of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, calling down the Holy Spirit and gather together. And then this year we had uh, Father Alan White, who folks might know because he came and gave the saint a St. Jude novena. And in yeah, fact, this past year, yep, yeah, this past right. year, in fact, he's going to come back next year. We've already, we, we signed him up for, for a future. Uh, Praise God. <laughs> he's wonderful. Um, and he's uh, in El Centro and he's, he's just a, he's an English Dominican. He's their former, uh, former provincial, yeah. two-time provincial in England. Right. Uh, and just very, he's, he, know, not only he has the, it was wonderful, first of all, because he was a Dominican leading the retreat. Of course. So he kind of knows <laughs> Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a, who we are, but he has also been provincial and been to many chapters himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he knows kind of the business and kind of the flow and the, and the, and the vibe, so to speak. Yeah. But then he has not only been through it, but at this point in his life, he's been provincial, so he'll probably not never be provincial again. He's been on lots of chapters, so he's on kind of like a deep breath from he's not, you know, after after you serve a certain number of times, people usually kind of give you a break a little yeah. bit. So Theoretically. He, exactly. So he's... <laughs> He's in that wonderful mode of kind of reflecting back on and kind of kind of uh, steeped in both the familiarity with, but kind of pulled out kind of the wisdom of what it means to be present to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the process of planning, yeah. which is not, you know, usually we think of, okay, we times of prayer and then times for planning. He was able to say, look, there are going to be moments in this chapter, which he was right on about, where there's an idea that takes a little bit to kind of get off the ground and then all of a sudden there's some creativity there someone mm-hmm. has an idea and it's just starts to blossom a little bit and you're like really? oh i wonder where this is going to go and, and it seems like it's almost like the spirit is moving there yeah. either in terms of someone who kind of rises to the top in terms of to be elected to something yeah, or have a yeah. have responsibility for a position 
or a kind of initiative from the province that everyone suddenly gets really excited about. Yeah. Um, and he says to be looking for that and to be anticipating that. And that was just really, I thought that that's really, it's not just like we're going to pray and then we're going to do business as if it was kind of yeah. like, here's this and then there's this. It's this whole sense of calling down the Holy Spirit as part of that project. And you can almost, you know, identify <laughs> how the Lord is moving even right. as you're mm-hmm. part of the process. And that, yeah. that was that was something that was really helpful to be reminded of. And he's just, he's got a wonderful uh, wit and wisdom about mm-hmm. him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it was good. So we had, we did those, we started with that kind of like mini retreat, if you will. It was yeah. three days of, he gave some talks and some... Um, we had adoration. We we had times for um, a confession That's amongst, amongst each other, um, and it was just really a kind of a a real fraternal moment of, of gathering yeah. together. And then we start the chapter, and the chapter begins with, as you say, a lengthy um, kind of review of all these reports mm-hmm. from all the different ministries uh, responsibilities that we have throughout the province. So, uh, you, your your report. On the on Holy Rosary, <laughs> as a Rosary promoter, <laughs> was, was two hundred words long. Was <laughs> was fantastically <laughs> succinct. <Yes. laughs> I was so excited. We were like, we, we turned on like, yep, Father Isaiah, he did his job. He was just like, here's where we're going, and and you even made a petition to the chapel. That's the other thing. Yeah. You you read not only the report. So as you mentioned, Father Anthony came and said, here here's not only here how how's the novitiate for this year, but in the last four years, get yeah. this. Here's something from the chapter. What in the last four years. We have had a greater retention rate of novices than at any time. We went all the way. He he went all the way back to 1989 in terms of oh, at least wow. I looked at the stats. So in the last four years, we have more novices staying mm-hmm. in that four-year time than we've had since you know 1989. At exactly. Least. At least. Wow. At least. So basically, just just rounding off 30 years. So yeah. in the last 30 years, we have more retention rate in the last four. So that, that's. Yeah. That's a that's wonderful news. That's, really <laughs> that's, wonderful that's news, worth yeah. noting. We're yeah. saying how is the novitiate working out at San yeah, Francisco because exactly. mm-hmm. it moved here, and we're, there's always tension: should it still be here? Should we move it to a different place? Is it right. it's open locale? So all these questions are open in yeah. terms of yeah. of what's Everything's going on. Everything's for grabs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You can. And so no, it was like wow, this is really going well. Father Stephen, as vocation director, is going well. The, yeah. Perfect. That sense of he gave a report on kind of the rhythm of life that they they live, kind of reported on what's going on in the house here. So yeah. those kinds of things um, are really helpful. To give us a sense, you know, not, you know, someone who's living in Alaska might not know what's happening here exactly. and vice versa, right? So different ministries. So everything from, you mentioned kind of the rosary uh, the, in your promoting right. rosary yeah. center, but St. Jude had a report. Father mm-hmm. Dismas gave a report on the St. Jude. Father James Moore gave a report on our development initiatives. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And we had uh, a talk from uh, the Socius, who, uh, Father Christopher, who was kind of uh, the provincial's kind of right-hand man talking mm-hmm. about um, just where the province has been and even how we communicate um, to one another via, via different, you know, kind of medias, and right. there's been turnover at the provincial office staff level. So we've kind of we've kind of brought things in house well. and talked yeah. about that. So everyone had their reports, and so we can that that of course, uh, not surprisingly, can get a little tedious. Yeah. But but it's it's necessary to kind of check in with yeah. with what's going on and say, do we want to keep doing this? How is this working? Is it fruitful? Is it not? How can it be strengthened? It really get, gives the opportunity for all the capitulars, all yep. these guys that chapter to yep. literally get on the same page and I, exactly. to start generating creativity as well as uh, constructive criticism of where we can go as a province. Yeah, and this it, we used a kind of um, shorthand that a lot of businesses use developed at Stanford called the SWOT analysis. Yeah, S W 
S W O T. Yeah. So S is strengths, W is weaknesses, yeah. O is opportunity, and T is threats. So mm-hmm. you ask yourself, okay, here's this ministry, St. Jude Trine, for example, that's yeah. here. What are the strengths? So you just list all the strengths, right? And you kind of yeah. brainstorm it. And then what are the weaknesses? What are, what perhaps are we not seeing or missing or perhaps have been good in the past? Or what, frankly, what do we need to let go of? Something that's worked in the past but not right. working there. So name those things. What are the opportunities? Where, mm-hmm. where, where perhaps have we hadn't thought of how the ministry might grow or might be supported right. in the way? And then finally, what would be an impediment to... Uh, making those opportunities that we identify reality. So right. in other words, it's kind of like we have a dream. <laughs> How do we get that dream to be a reality? What could mm-hmm. stand in the way? What could yeah. be a barrier to that? How do we overcome that resistance in that way? So this is what we did with many of those different ministries. That we, so the reports brought this kind of SWOT analysis, and that was That's it great. was good. And I, that took, well, with all the different, I, mean, I think there were like 20, at least 20 reports that, that came to the right. chapter. Yeah. So. 20 and you're discussing each one for at least you know an hour <laughs> so yeah. you do the math there yeah. in terms of that's, that's a long a, first week exactly it's a long week so you're meeting you're, you're meeting definitely at least eight hours a day plus um wow. going through all those things and then each one kind of breaking it down in that way so that's kind of the in general the first kind of week and then at the end of that first mm-hmm. week after you receive all those yeah. uh, reports um then comes time for uh, electing the provincial, which is okay. kind of the first order of elective business. Oh, I see. So you have the state of the pr- you have a time of prayer, yep. and then a retreat. You receive a retreat, mass of the Holy Spirit. Then you get a you spend a few days discovering what the state of the province is. Yeah, and all the state of the union, exactly. And then from there, it's like okay, let's start electing actually the personnel, exactly. The offices. Yep, okay. the offices. And so mm-hmm. then we launch into that, and that process is first of all. You just kind of, it's called a caucus, where you just kind of gather, first of all, talking about the kind of leadership we're looking for mm-hmm. in terms of what might be moving. And then and then you, you at some point, have to, after, you, after everyone agrees, you need um, St. Dominic himself to lead the province. Or, exactly. Or, or, or after Jesus. All, yeah, after all the qualities are up on the, up on the board <laughs> of, of things we want, we, we, we notice that we'd want St. Peter himself to lead the province. Right. Everyone looks at each other and like, okay, where is this mythical <laughs> saintly figure <laughs> <laughs> existing? <laughs> then we actually get down to brass and you tax. erase all that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they put up names. Exactly. <laughs> And then say, okay, who's who's you know able and available and um, able to do this? And so you just take it. We just kind of a we, people are nominated. Right. Um, if they're in the room, um, usually they're asked to, to leave the room, and people t- so people are free to kind of talk about them mm-hmm. and then you kind of come back. And then and then if people are mentioned that are outside the room, we talk about it. But then we'll usually a phone call is given yeah. to just say, hey, you know, if if you were to be too elected to this or that position, what would you think about yeah. that? You know, what would you give me some thoughts? So there's some back and forth. It's certainly it's always uh, things are always elected. You can say, given you know a serious reason, if if you're elected, you could say no. Yeah. There's the, obviously a certain amount of willingness you have to have, but there's a definite presumption that if we've made vows of obedience, and most times when when we talk about a vow of obedience. I think we think of, at least I know when I was, you know, looking at the order and thinking, oh, obedience, that simply means, oh, someone's going to tell me to do something and I have to do it. But I found that obedience isn't simply someone, a superior telling me you have to do this, but it really is an obedience, a kind of listening stance towards the needs of the community. 
Mm-hmm. But the community's asking from me and kind of, a, you know, in a sense, trying to summon from me things right. that I may not even think, oh, I don't know if I would be this or that. Or, you know, yeah. when I know when Father Mark asked me to be pastor here, it was not on my radar. <laughs> and the right. obedience invoked there wasn't like, oh, you've made obedience, you have to go there. It was like, no, I think this would be something that you could do. You have, uh, from his estimation, kind of the, the gifts and the talents mm-hmm. and the, the, um, the requisite um, you know, a facility to do this. And so there's a kind of obedience yeah. towards listening towards that. So mm-hmm. during our elections, I really found that uh, there's a obediential kind of spirit that's there saying, okay, we might not have thought of ourselves as a student mm-hmm. master or, you know, a vocation director or the provincial, right. but there's a kind of openness that, that I think we all have to, oh, if, if the community says you're the right, taps you on the shoulder, there's a kind of willingness to, to, to do that uh, that yeah. I found over the years uh, that people are certainly open to. So that's part of that. So, yeah. so and that very first, I'm trying now that I'm trying to remember, it's, it's been a few weeks, but I believe it was the first day we discussed the principle yeah. about the provincial and then garnered names. Then like the Greeks who would, uh, <laughs> the Greeks would never make a, I don't know if you've ever uh, read about how Greeks made decisions in, in the those early histories of uh, the history of the Peloponnesian Wars or Thucydides. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically they make they get together they make a decision then they have, they have basically they have dinner <laughs> a, a dinner and, yeah. <laughs> and and for the Greeks a huge party where I get drunk yeah <laughs> and then they come back and they relitigate it and if they make the same decision when they're drunk that when they're sober and then when they're sober so we could go sober yeah. drunk sober yeah. Yeah. if you make the same decision three times you know it's a good one <laughs> now we didn't follow that process there was no there was the, yeah. there was the no drunk part but we took the <laughs> evening. <laughs> And in fact, we did the we did the spiritual equivalent. We went to adoration. Okay. So we, so we had an yeah. evening uh, where we all got together and just did a silent hour. It was really powerful. Wow, that guys sounds pretty amazing. In St. Albert's, where of course most of us had our formation. So for yeah. me, it, it conjures up. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's it's home. It's it's where we we we, we kind of grew up in the order, right? Yeah. And so there, and the familiarity, the comfort, the smells, in the darkness, and just okay, Lord, what, what you know, what what might you be? Uh, calling our chapter to do and who who should we elect and so we had that in the evening so you had that the, in the chapter room itself you brought the names you made a decision yep, we made, and then you went in and consulted the lord yep exactly yeah. exactly so yeah the the night before the day before we had consulted and we hadn't settled on one it was actually we there was there was uh, a couple of candidates you kind okay. of get, you kind of get the kind of get the field so to speak mm-hmm. then you narrow it down it usually comes in my experience uh, in both chapters i bet you, you basically get you know a couple of names two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. three at the most and kind of say here here are your viable candidates yeah you go you, you pray you take the evening you have mass you do your holy hour you pray you you you, uh, mm-hmm. you consult one another in the lord and then you come back the next morning and and you elect and that's exactly there what we do so the next wow. morning we gathered together we took the election and father christopher fadock who had yeah. been the socius was elected yep your yeah. classmate exactly yeah. your classmate we rang the bell uh, the yeah. big bell in, the, in the cloister we gathered so in the chapter <laughs> oh you oh that's right that's right <laughs> and gathered there and then we sang the te deum which is mm-hmm. that great glory praise of glory we sing on on solemnities and then and then that that then we took a picture which you can see on on it's on ah, the right. front of the bulletin this 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 particular week and uh, and uh, is on the website as well uh, he Father Christopher is wearing the black cap right, to distinguish exactly. himself as the provincial and then from there he takes over immediately right. and then begin then the chapter kind of flows from there after that then his um, council is elected mm-hmm. and this is the the the, the name for uh, these. Um, 
uh, persons is called the definitors, mm-hmm. and it's called the definitorium, and it's yeah. a little bit like... That's so hard to pronounce. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Father Allen kept saying, is it definitor or definator? <laughs> like the yeah. English, that is English, English, that is, so people kept stumbling on, no, whatever. So the uh, the definitors are, are, are elected, once again, the same sort of process, and it's like a cabinet, if you will, kind of the mm-hmm. president's cabinet, mm-hmm. only it's elected from the whole majority, and there's six of them, and then they become the basis for the council, and right. they are, if you will, the small working group that makes all finalizes all decisions. Yeah. So from that point on, any group decisions are then ratified and confirmed by this by this group of six. How I describe it to the prisoners yeah. is that if you want to look at the uh, look at the entire chapter as the capitulars as the twelve apostles and Jesus, yeah, um, the definiters are like. Jesus with Peter, James, and John. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, smaller group, but the, they're still... It's the core yeah. group. Yeah, mm-hmm. the core group. Yeah, yeah. The, the core of the core. And the core then, of the Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so that was that. Now, uh, last... And then you're something else. Yes. Yeah, so, so la- last time around, so the la- at, the, at, the, at the previous chapter in 2015, I was a definiter. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be elected as a definiter twice in a row. Yeah. So my name was... So <laughs> I went to the chapter Woo! going, I, I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't part of that group. I was like, but Father Justin was, who was a prior here, was elected to be yeah. a different writer. So he was, he was part of that process, and they, they kind of you know, certainly gather for all that. So from there, then you do a, you basically then elect different positions, and mm-hmm. we kind of the fo- the, follow the same kind of pattern. So we said, okay, who could make a good novice master? And we listed qualities, mm-hmm. and then gave uh, personnel, you know, different people who could do it phone different people, make sure everyone's on the same page. And then the Divinatorium, that group of six, they yeah. end up choosing and they uh, reappointed uh, Father Anthony Rosevere yeah. as, as novice master. And so this the process, I would say, in principle, for every elected position, it was about an hour, an yeah. hour and a half discussion about, you know, both kind of principal qualities and then naming people and then talking about uh, folks and kind of comparing, contrasting, saying who's available. And this went all the way. So you just, you just, all the different um, elected things. So we wow. went from pro- provincial then to vocation director, novice master, student master, wow. the vicar for developments. Wow. Um, who else is, who else is involved in the environment? Well, all the directors. So all the, the yeah, Jude so all the directors, St. Jude Shrine, the Mission Office, yeah, well, Rosary Center, exactly. Yeah. So all the way down, uh, Angelic Warfare yeah. Confraternity, mm-hmm. we went through the uh, uh, Justice and Peace yeah. promoter, wow. all the way, all the way down. And then what happens is, <laughs> as these people get elected, oftentimes they're serving in other capacities. Right. So all of a sudden... A hole is opened up. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> scramble. And yeah. now <laughs> it becomes a scramble because, yeah. for instance, you elect, like, in his, he was elected to be the uh, promoter or the director of the St. Jude Shrine, right. Father Vincent Kelber, who's actually yeah. uh, my classmate. So, well, he was the pastor in Portland at Holy Rosary. So he now is going to leave Holy Rosary, come here, live here, and direct the St. Jude Shrine. But what now does that we need mean? a pastor in Portland. Now we need a pastor in Portland. Okay, so, so then you get a pastor in Portland, and well, that person was the pastor over in another parish. Okay, yeah. who you get? So it becomes this kind of yeah. cascading yeah. dominoes that the definitorium and the provincial suddenly, it, and they, literally speaking, when I was there, we had this huge kind of, you know, um, uh, 
kind of schema of the whole province. And yeah. as one name moved, <laughs> you kind of had to feel like a big board. You had to kind yeah. of move people around. And so, so and, and certainly when you're, when folks are moving around, of course, these are, you know, I certainly appreciate it. It's like right. people's lives and then people's, you know, yeah. familiarity and stuff. So you don't want to, you, you want to have a good balance of putting people in positions that's going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, at the same time, uh, having that sense of um, uh, openness, that, that right. sense of obedience that, that, that it went back to. So that's kind of, and so then that's, that was the kind of the rest of the chapter was, was those kind of elective kinds of things. And then, so that's the second part. So the first part is kind of retreat, receiving reports, all the elections. And then after the elections, there's usually a, a process of scramble and confirmation. Right. Then they're looking at what's called the, Acta, or the way we're yeah. living in the province, mm-hmm. and each of us are put on subcommittees. Okay. There are four. There are four aspects of life. Dominican life has four mm-hmm. aspects, and so we each take. Uh, we, we're we're divided into small smaller groups. So there's four groups of five people basically. Okay. <laughs> it was twenty people. And did you just kind of like uh, kind of throw a dart at like? Well, that's funny because 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 I was one of the few people who had been to two chapters in a row. The what one year we literally dig duck duck goose just one okay. two three four one two three okay. four one two as we counted on the. This year they just said, "Oh, sign up," and it it kind of evened out in the sign up list oh, okay. um, on, on on what to do. I was, and then once you get in that group, then that you elect a chair and a secretary and go from there. I what you end up on? Then? I ended up on economic commission. Cash, <laughs> cash, <Okay>. cash. <laughs> well, with the AAA doing so well, I'm sure That's that right. you're a natural fit. I, I, so I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up with the economic council, and in fact, running the economic. Oh council. wow, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and made several discoveries because I had never. Last time I was at chapter, I was I was also part of the reason for being there is I was just randomly selected to be on the economic chat. So I for, <laughs> okay. So I had remembered what was there from the from the four years ago. So it was a good. Wow, was, how do you remember? That. It was good to be to be there, so because I, I was familiar with it from. from so were before. you part of economic class time as well? Exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying, saying. I, okay. I, they, I, I, they put me in charge of it because because I you was, had the continuity. I had the continuity with okay. it, so so it wouldn't have been my first choice, but I had continuity, so I said fine. And so what you do is you end up. Um, basically saying, okay, here's the way we live our life. What does that look like, particularly here in our Western province? So mm-hmm. all sorts of things. So for ex- I'll give a couple of examples yeah. of, of things that we did at this chapter from an economic kind of thing. And for instance, we had Brother Daniel, uh, who is living here mm-hmm. um, uh, before you know, he had his, his health began to uh, fail a bit, and now he's in a home f- uh, for folks who are dealing with memory loss and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. a memory care unit. Well... Here's a question for us as a province. There are, and we're coming towards like many religious orders, coming towards a kind yeah. of a bubble of folks mm-hmm. in terms of age demographic. How do we look at caring for some of our friars when they become um, challenged physically or mentally right. mm-hmm. and still ensure or at least know that they still can be connected to Dominican community. So right. Brother Daniel right now he's in a he's not in a Catholic you know, he's not in a he's not he's not in a religious community. He he vowed right. his life to religion and he's because we the brothers can't necessarily we don't have specialized brothers who have yeah. this kind of care. We need care from outside. But what would it look like to be creative and maybe have a, a one of our houses that could be outfitted to have some mm-hmm. kind of more intense nursing or yeah. or care within that place? What would it look like for to have a place that's maybe, you know, a care facility, but that would be, you know, very close to St. Albert's or somewhere mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Would, it could be not even in the Bay Area, it could be another place. And so our, our chapter made, or our little commission um, made a 
constructed a piece of legislation to investigate how are we going to care for some of our retired and elderly infirmed going forward? Do we have a yeah. plan for that? That's going to take a budget. Yeah. That's going to take um, a sense of looking at the whole province, looking at our demographics, doing actuarial tables. Yeah. It's going to take, and so we get, so we we put that together. That was yeah. one thing we we've we've made as a priority in these next four years. We've got a committee together, and we've got we're going to do the study, and we're going to s- see where it goes. Last last time the. Um, this, uh, our, uh, we had a similar kind of thing, which resulted in uh, the hiring of several professionals, yeah. including uh, Dr. Georgie, who is now uh, someone who coordinates all of our health care throughout the province. Throughout the province, who's who's wonderful, and so yeah. that was on the economic, and also the we hired for the very first time, and this was once again. Uh, this is part of the economic commission that I was on, so this is why I think they put me in charge. Oh, okay. Uh, hiring of a, of a CFO, so we for the first time ever hired someone who actually um, it was a kind of chief financial advi- advi- advisor, yeah. an mm-hmm. officer, to assist um, the um, the syndic, which is the, the province treasurer, treasurer, the Dominican, yeah. who's the treasurer. So once again, not everyone has. I mean, being called a religious life doesn't necessarily mean you have a talent for. <laughs> managing yeah. money and budgets and things like that. You need, but you're called, you're to, called to do it. So the community and, in and, this particular and we do, and we do have folks that do do that, but it's nice to have someone who can uh, have lay expertise in that. So right. we actually hire this. That came out yeah. of a commission from the last chapter. So this is the yeah. kind of thing I'm, everyone's like, <laughs> if you're bored out of your mind after, after this, we're getting into the yeah. weeds here, but this is yeah. the kind of thing yeah. that we're doing. And, and so all these kinds of things come up. And so I was on the economic kind of uh, commission. There's another commission that has to do with um, how we live our life called yeah. the following of Christ. How do we better follow Christ in our community? How do we gather together? Do we have an aurarium, a community plan? Do we have, you know, yeah. um, ways in which we know we pray together? Here at St. Dominic's, obviously, I don't say we take it for granted, but we know, you know, we've got our times yeah. of prayer. We've got our, our things. And so it's beautiful. And it's consistent. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's consistent. So we, we've, there's, there's, uh, there's a kind of regularity to it. There's a sense of how we govern. And so the governance of the province, especially looking to different systems that the secular world can help us with in that way. Yeah. And you have that collaboration with the, with uh, us religious and the mm-hmm. lay faithful, which, yeah. you know, it, which is just helpful, right? I mean, like we're not called, I mean, by virtue of our own vocations as priests and religious, we're not going to be the best when it comes to CFO and learning investments or whatever. But yeah, we, we can rely on the lay faithful to help us with that. Exactly. We may or may not have that talent, but we shouldn't assume that everyone has <laughs> necessarily yeah. that, yeah. that that gift. And then finally, formation, the study, yeah. our study of our life, especially our Dominican schools. That was yeah. one of the, that was what another big project of the chapter was to see how our school is the only, this is something I didn't know, we're right. the only joint um, graduate philosophy and theology school on the West Coast. Period. Both philosophy and theology. Yes, in Catholic the same theology. school. Yeah, Thomistic. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do we promote that? Do we know that? Do people know that? Well, considering that I didn't know that, <laughs> and you're just discovering this, that probably means I don't, that not I don't know a discovery, but but it was just reiterated to us. Yeah. yeah no, we do Thomistic. Uh, theology and philosophy under Saint one Thomas umbrella, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, and a Catholic, Catholic in, on, the, on the West Coast in terms yeah. of upper graduate degrees. And you can yeah. get, even get a doctor from, from GTU through the DSPT. Yeah. So it's, it, you've, got, you've got lots of opportunities at the school. And here's the other thing that, that many people don't know about the school. Anyone can study at the school. It's yeah. not just our school. That's the thing. Our schools are not just seminaries. Right. 
right? That's the point. Yeah. No one can go, if you're not studying to be a priest, you cannot go to St. Patrick's Seminary. Yeah. There's no, you get no enrollment for you, right? Yeah. In order to enroll, you have to be a student studying for the priest or the clerical life. You come to our Dominican school, anyone can come yeah. to the Dominican school. And that's the thing. I mean, like, yes, one of the main thrusts of the Dominican school is to form the brothers, certainly. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, we're only training, like, not even 30 guys. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So, I mean, so how are we going to, you know, I mean, so to yeah. have that diversification of states of life or yeah. your community, that's just great for everybody. No, it is. And it's not only, you mentioned the practicality that you if you're doing just a small seminary, it's... Uh, you're probably not making the best practical use, but Dominican life from 1200 on was always seen as the formation of the lay faithful yeah. in general. It's always been outward focused. Always that once again, mission yeah. focused, mission yeah. driven. So our school mm-hmm. is mission driven, not just looking inward to forming priests, but outward looking to evangelize the yeah. world. And so that was the last, maybe the last thing to mention about the chapter as an initiative is we've created a new uh, office. Yeah. And it's an office for evangelization and discipleship. This sounds really exciting. It is, yeah. yeah. And the the uh, Father Michael Augustine has been another elected. one of my classmates. Yeah. <laughs> another you're out of your classmates. <laughs> <laughs> they're taking over your classmates. <laughs> <laughs> All of you. The uh, there is <laughs> he's, he's, he's uh, elected to be the the first uh, director of this um, office of uh, evangelization and discipleship. And the idea is to coordinate. We're doing a lot of preaching and teaching. Uh, from different friars, everyone from Father Brian, who will be here next month, is on EWTN, along with Father Emmerich, and yeah. you've got Father um, uh, um, uh, Bart Fun, now, yeah. and Father Dominic, and Father uh, Nathan Castle, Father Serge Bro- Serge You have Bro- all yeah. these people doing teaching, preaching in yeah. a ver- variety of ways, yeah. but they're not particularly coordinated. We're yeah, so of- how, to, how to coordinate necessarily efforts to get everyone kind of, uh, you know, not, not necessarily doing the same thing, but under an umbrella, yeah. so that's the Western Dominican, but also our mission work to kind mm-hmm, of get that mm-hmm. under an umbrella. And then yeah. and then St. Albert's is, is a little hidden jewel in, in the Rockridge District right. of, of, of Berkeley there. And we have space to give retreats and things like that. So how can we capitalize? We built a, right. a, a studio, and I don't know if you've, have you seen the studio at St. I've Albert's? I've seen the studio, it's great. It's really it's, cool. It's been built by the Papal Ninja. Oh yeah, Sean, <laughs> so it's yeah. by Sean Bryan, and yeah. uh, you would see him there like, Three, four days a week, just kind of hammering away. So. Exactly. So we're in, we'll be, as a province, be launching a series of um, YouTube videos and other things. Right. We're, we're, we're going to be sponsoring our own channel, like the podcast there. Basically, it's 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 kind of like the initiative here with the podcast only. We're going to do it at a provincial level, coordinated under one office. That's and so there, hopefully there'll be a, a Dominican podcast coming out. There will be sure, so wow. a whole launching of series of videos, retreat opportunities, pilgrimage opportunities, preaching. We're just kind of trying to centralize and to kind of, you know, in other words, That's you can give it. You give a retreat, like we, you could give a retreat, for instance, where the retreat you could have, like when we do come and see vocation weekends, you know, you have Father Anselm talk about um, the studies. Mm-hmm. I go over to St. Albert's and give a little, you know, hour presentation on spirituality. You've got another uh, friar come, uh, Father um, Anthony come yeah. and, and talk about early religious life. So yeah. in other words, you could have a retreat where just from the Dominicans living in the Bay Area, everyone gives a little hour presentation and you've got a little three-day retreat that we can offer to people. Not one person is giving the whole retreat. And like as a pastor, it's hard for me to like get away for three days to give someone a, re- to give a, a group yeah. a retreat. Mm-hmm. But if I'm part of a kind of a, a Dominican retreat, where I just, of, a team yeah. of mm-hmm. things, that, that creative initiatives like that. So the yeah. lots, lots of opportunities. That was, uh, I think, uh, energy for 
developing a whole new office. And so that's so that's yeah. that, that's the that's kind of the result of, of what's come out of this chapter. This this uh, amongst other things, this kind of office for evangelization. So. so you would say that that's probably the most exciting thing that came out of the chapter. Past uh, yeah, well, it's a newest. It's it's yeah. kind of the newest initiative. We'll, we'll see, see where it goes. <laughs> it, it'll uh, you plant the seed small, and it's just like a yeah. Christ in the gospel. You scatter the seed, and you see see where it goes. But in general, just the whole chapter was very fraternal. It was wonderful. Of course, you know you're you're in meetings all day, and then at the end of the day, you're taking yeah. a deep breath, and it was fun. I one thing I and this is going to be more of a personal thing, but but uh, here at St. Dominic's in the city, one thing I having you know kind of get used to it, but you know, being over at St. Albert's, we have really no outdoor space here to really just be in nature. And just disappear. Yeah. And I love St. Dominic's <laughs> parish here in the city, but I do, I, I want green. We have the grotto. We got the grotto <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> St. Albert's has the most beautiful cloister garden yeah. and you smell the Bourgainvillea and you I know. take cloister walks. And I was just like, jasmine, just, just jasmine. And the, it just, oh, it's, it's gorgeous in here. We've got a parking lot. Yeah. And then I guess you can walk up to Alta Vista, but you know, it's not the same. So yeah. it's, it, I have to say it was as much as I love being here at St. Dominic's, it was really nice to be in a place where every night you could sit out kind of in kind of a porch atmosphere and just kind mm-hmm. of just be in nature a little bit here. There's, there really is, it's a city. Yeah. It's, it's a, a city. city. It's, it's an city. urban parish. It's an urban parish. Per- it's urban. It's urban. So it was nice to be yeah. in a non-urban environment for yeah. a little while. But welcome home. It's great to be home. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is great to be home. It is. And um, yeah. Any, 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 any final questions for me? Well, I mean, you, the biggest thing is, uh, yeah, we talked about most exciting thing. What was yeah. the day to day? Would you do it again? Would I do it again? Of course, yeah. But I mean, I, I it's it's lucky it's every four years. You, it, <laughs> like, so the other thing I say is, and I I did have some people uh, kidding me because I in the letter I wrote I I ended because last time I went um, <laughs> when I came back, I know folks were oh, like, I see where you're they going. were like they were like <laughs> oh it's great you're back I hope you enjoyed your vacation like your time off I'm like. No, I need a vacation. Yeah, exactly. we've been we've been we've been away. So this time I just made a note of that, and I had a few people who knew that, and they they after mass last week, and they were like, <laughs> they enjoy were your like, vacation? Yeah, like enjoy your vacation." <laughs> I said, "Yes, I did." Yes, <laughs> no. I did. So no, it, it definitely is a lot of work, but it's worth it, and it's it really is being of service to to the brothers and to yeah. and to our way of life, and it's worth living. It's really I just I can't I, I I there were a number of times, especially because uh, one thing about the chapter that may not be evident until you go there. But the oldest member of the chapter, Father Kieran, mm-hmm. you know, is in his early 80s. And yeah. the youngest member of the chapter, who was, uh, I think, Father Dennis Klein, who yeah. um, people might remember from his novitiate, you know, is, is in his 30s. So you basically have, you know, a 55-year, you know, swath of the province wow. from all over the province. Yeah. And so you got these generations. And just to, in the you know, in the evening, so it would be, you know, you know, late at night, you know, you, you come down there where there's a little fireplace in the rec room and, mm-hmm. and you know, to hear some of the uh, the graviori that the fathers talk about their experience in St. Albert's in the 1950s, in right. the 1960s. And you're just like, and you're like, wow. And then oh, that's it, priceless. Basically, everyone everyone kind of comparing generational kinds of things. Right, like, right. Back in my day. But it was just, yeah. it was it was really cool to see. And and I have to say, it's you it's in those moments where you're like, Wow, the Holy Spirit has really kept us together. <laughs> Between yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly, we yeah. mixed for like any family. There's the there's the highlights, the low lives, everything in the between. Everything between. And yet, the mission for preaching the gospel for the salvation of souls it continues. <laughs> preaching, it continues. Yeah. It continues to this day. And and I have to say, every one of the 
everyone was just, even if there were times when it wasn't like we were, I don't say excited to be there on the chapter, yeah. where it's kind of like, oh, it's wonderful, we're going to go over the actor today. But <laughs> everyone was excited. It became clear to me that for those who have lived the life, especially some of the older friends, they just love being a Dominican. And I look at them and I say, Lord, I hope I I love being a Dominican as much as I do now. Then you know, give it, give me, you know, yeah. God willing, another thirty, forty, however long I live. <laughs> wow! I hope I still love being a Dominican as much as I do today, and I see it in them. And I yeah. think, yes, this life is look worth living. Who's got it better than us, right? Who and has that, it better uh, than us? Exactly, and the Holy Spirit. So that was that was that was if if you will, uh, if you will, kind of the spirit of the chapter, the fraternity of the chapter. So, Father Michael, welcome home. Good to be back, as I say. On behalf of the, the, the <laughs> brothers here, thank yeah. you for representing us. We represent Father, Father Justin for representing us at, at the provincial chapter. And um, yeah, I'm, and we're so happy that you're still with us as pastor. So praise God for that as well. Yeah, that was so. that was that was that was maybe the final word to say is that it, it it was certainly when you go to an elective chapter, it is possible that you don't return in the yeah. same. There, uh, seven, five, might count five of the pastors of the, of the parish uh, pastors. Of the parish pastors are now going to be moving i think i kind of mm. that's that last count that's what it was so it's no it's in fact it was it was uh, was one of the few that that, that aren't moving and and we're going to need a new prior father justin mm-hmm. is, has been elected regent of studies so yeah. we'll have to uh, in this next month elect a new prior yeah. uh, together we'll have to gather the community we have a new saint jude person so even yeah. in the house There'll be changes in our priority yeah. coming up. So we'll, we'll just keep us in your prayers as, as we go forward. Amen. So, my dear friends, if you want to uh, support the podcast, of course, rate us and share us on iTunes. Um, and, uh, yeah, just keep on praying for us as we pray for you. <laughs> Amen. So may all that you do and all you do this week truly radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen. Amen.